Ever have a conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman-Collins, registered dietitian nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We're excited to have you joining us for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you today? I'm great, Sherry. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited about today's guest and our topic. It is right up my alley. So, Dee, I feel like we should first invite everyone to pause the show and encourage them to put on their most comfortable yoga pants and sit on the floor. Get comfy. Get comfy. (laughs) Today's show is about yoga and meditation, and I can't wait to dive into this interesting topic with our guest, Caroline Young. Caroline is an Atlanta-based registered dietitian nutritionist and certified yoga instructor who believes in whole self wellness, and we'll have her tell us a little bit about what she means by that. She's also dynamic and deep and delightful, and I adore Caroline, and I'm thrilled to have you on the show, Caroline. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Sherry. I'm happy to be here. So as we sort of dive into this topic, can you tell us a little bit about what your path was like? to sort of get you where you are? Sure. Um, So as far as yoga goes, um, I was 10 years old, about now, probably eight, actually, I was a little bit younger. I was about eight years old, somewhere around there. And um, I walked into my mom's room and found her standing on her head. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was totally weird because I was eight and I just thought it was funny. And I was like, what's my mom doing? And I just didn't really get it. And I think she was like, oh, it's yoga. Um, but I didn't under, really understand. Um, you she hadn't was, known her to do yoga before then? Um, she'd been doing it, but I hadn't really ever come across her doing it. Like it was gotcha. just this, or at least this is the first memory of it in my head mm-hmm. um, when I was about eight. Maybe I had before, but this is like the vivid memory in my head that I um, remember. Um, so she was teaching herself out of a book. She had a book of all these different poses and she would just do it at home at this point in her life because she was a stay at home mom when, when I was, my brother and I were young. Um, so I was, I I would say my interest in it was peaked then. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I didn't start getting into yoga at eight years old. Um, I would kind of like join her sometimes Mm -hmm. after that when I would see her doing it and laugh and like roll around and we would just kind of like play and it was just kind of like a fun little time. Um, that's how it is with my four, four year old now. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was, it was good, but I didn't like actually get into yoga until much later. So it was probably like uh, almost 10 years later, it was in high school. I was probably about 17 and I was like just trying out like, different classes, like workout classes. I was doing like kickboxing and lots of different things. And I was like, Oh, I'll try yoga. And so I looked at it as like purely a physical thing, a, a workout class. And it was kind of just like another workout class that I would go to. The one I chose to go to, um, was fine. It was just very physical. Like it, mm-hmm. there wasn't really much spiritual stuff going on. And, um, so in the beginning, um, my entry into yoga was, was physical and about the body and working out, which is totally fine. You know, it's however anyone gets into it, I think is, it's fine. Um, and also I was about 17, so I, I hadn't really tapped into much of my spiritual self yet. Um, then by the time I was 18, went to college, I was freshman in college. I was so stressed out, um, with school. Mm. Um, and I was just having like a really hard time. I was having panic attacks and just, just, 
not knowing, didn't really have tools to manage my anxiety, my mm -hmm. stress. I'd never really experienced that before. High school was, I didn't go to a tough high school. And so when I got to college, it was kind of just like a rude awakening. Um, I went to a yoga class at their, you're like your freshman year. Yes, freshman okay. year I was 18. I went to the rec center and they offered yoga classes as part of being a student there. So I started going, same thing, kind of like, oh, this is, will be a workout. Um, and the teacher there was just, she had the spiritual piece to it. So it was a physical practice, but she brought in um, a lot of poetry and some meditation and just the deeper aspects of it. And I just started noticing, it wasn't even conscious, but I just started noticing like throughout the rest of that year, I was like, I feel much calmer. And I knew it was like when I wouldn't do yoga, I noticed that I that I was feeling a lot more anxious and also like experiencing the intense stress. Mm -hmm. um, and then the more I did it, I just realized this is really making a difference in my life. So mm -hmm. it was that first year in college like where it really started to like make a difference with my stress levels and just like helping me just like be calm and not freak out really about school, academics, anything in life. Was that the only thing that changed during that period was the addition of taking the yoga class much more regularly or mm -hmm. in a different type? I would say, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what that first year. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. um, by the time I was 19, um, the summer after my freshman year, I was just noticing, I was like, my mind is so noisy mm. and I was just so tired. Like I was so tired of the noise in my mind. Like mm -hmm. I just was like this, there has to be another way to live. Like mm -hmm. this is, it was just like, I couldn't take it. And I was like, I know that there's another, another way. And so I started kind of researching about yoga more and meditation. And then I got really interested in meditation. This was my sophomore year of college. And I started going to a meditation studio in the town that I did, um, that I went to college, St. Augustine. Um, and I learned how to meditate there and I would go and I mean, we would, we would sit for like 30 minutes to an hour, like very extended meditations. I had meditation CDs that, um, the woman that led the, uh, studio, the meditation studio would send me home with. I did it on a regular basis when I was, uh, now a sophomore in college and it, that's when it really started to change my life, the yoga and the meditation together. Um, because it just helped me and I'll get more into this, but it just helped me create space between myself and my mind. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and helping me to, yeah, just not be so in my head all the time and just be in my body mm -hmm. and therefore be present, not just while I'm doing meditation and yoga, but also in the rest of my life. I mean, it spills over into the rest of my life relationships you know, at that time, school, um, just everything, um, mm -hmm. helped my sleep. I mean, just literally everything. That's so. been the most interesting part of meditation for me is being able to kind of see my thoughts as something separate yes. from who I am. Yeah. And mm -hmm. those thoughts amazing. don't have to kind of like rule what's yes. going on. I can just kind of step back and be like, okay, there's that thought and there it goes. Yes. And I don't have to mm -hmm. feel any way about it. Yes, you know? exactly. It's so freeing once you realize that you have a choice. Yes. I mean, that for me, just like it changed my, that I, looking back, I don't, I did not realize it at the time, but that really like changed the way I lived my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was 10 years ago. That was, I was 19. And um, then throughout college, so my meditation practice was steady for a while and then kind of just like ebbed and flowed. There was a while where I, I, I got into a relationship with my college boyfriend and I kind of like, I mean, I have to admit, I just kind of like quit meditating <laughs> and um, I was still doing yoga, but 
kind of like ish on a regular basis. So it was like in and out, but meditation, I wasn't consistent with at that time. I was on it for a while and then, um, I kind of fell out for a little bit. Yoga was always kind of a mainstay though. And I was, I always went back to it. Um, and it was my, I graduated from college 2011 and I decided that, um, I would go, I wanted to become a teacher. Like I just was completely just like, I need to teach this Mm because it's changed my life and I want it to, I want to help other people and, um, you know, just spread the word. Um, and so, and spread the practice. So I, I spent six weeks doing, um, 200 hour intensive training in St. Augustine at discovery, um, which is 200 hours in six weeks. Yeah, it was intense. (laughs) Yeah. It was Monday, Monday through Friday, 7am to 7pm. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, but I loved it. I loved it. It was, it was, I'm so glad I did it that way. There's a lot of different ways to do trainings, but Mm -hmm. I'm glad I did it all, um, like, like at once. And I actually had that either I was going to do that or I was going to do an internship for my career as a journalist at the point at that point. And that was huge for me. Cause I was like, everyone was telling me to do the internship. And I was like, I had such a hard time, like really just listening to myself, but I, I was like, no, this is what I need to do. And I've never regretted it. That's great. So yeah. you were pretty clear, like, like in listening to yourself, yes. I need to do this and yeah. not the journalism internship. Yes. Yeah, even though I, I still, you know, I still love journalism and I loved it and I had, content, I had a career in journalism, but um, I knew at that point, like, this is something I need to do now because I, I, I knew myself too that once I start my career, I'm not going to have six weeks yeah. to just to spare to do this. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was that was a, a life changer. And then I just started teaching community classes, meaning like free yoga classes on the beach as soon as I got, because um, I lived in St. Augustine, so it was on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was... That must have been terrible. <laughs> oh, it was Sounds like a awful, horrible first awful job. place to live. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I was really nervous um, before I started teaching, but then it just, like anything, it's just the more you do it, it just is come becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm this is a long story. Um, but then anyways, yeah, I've been teaching ever since then, um, in Atlanta yoga studios. And, um, I took a break when I was in grad school from teaching, went back to it. Um, and now I'm not teaching any studios right now, but I am teaching at a, um, a opioid heroin, um, recovery center. Um, and Sherry actually told me about this place. It's called the zone in Marietta. So, um, and that's what, that's where I'm teaching right now. And I'm also taking privates and I'll do, I've done bachelorette parties and, um, I've done wedding parties and, uh, just back up. Bachelor- <laughs> Your brain is part? where mine is. Yeah, I know. Like, so how do you do cocktails and yoga? Well, what does yeah, that look like? This group, it was like, I think actually there was a little bit of drinking going on like simultaneously and mm-hmm. it was just kind of like silly fun yoga. Yoga doesn't always have to be this very serious thing. You know, it, I mean it is, but then it isn't. And it can also be fun and silly, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's not supposed to be, this, or at least to me, it's not supposed to be this just like rigid uptight, you know, just like follow this, you know. Get in your downward right, dog right, now. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's not what I'm about at all. No. Have you seen the, have you guys seen the little cartoon with the, with the woman and the wine bottle? And it's like the, she's doing all these different poses with a wine bottle. Oh yeah. Drinking out of that. the wine bottle. Yes, I have seen that. I love that. <laughs> if we can find that, we'll make sure we include a link to that on yes. the post. Yeah. Yoga and wine go very well together. <laughs> Relaxing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking, gosh, I might get too relaxed and like pull something. Well, or fall asleep. I, I mean, wine after yoga is really is there. Really, you go. There you go. 
what I kind of like to do. Okay. (laughs) So you've already, you sort of alluded to this a little bit and telling us your story and talking about the impact of your practice of yoga and meditation, helping you with stress management Uh and anxiety. Can you speak to any other sort of um, health benefits for you personally of practicing yoga and meditation? Um, So physically, definitely for yoga strength. Yeah. Um, in my body and um, flexibility and balance. Um, and why are those important? Um, sorry. Um, so as far as balance goes, I mean, that's something is something that can carry on and through till the end of your life, you know, just helping you maintain your posture, which I'm still working on, um, maintain <laughs> your posture and um, be able to walk. I mean, my grandmother at the end of her life, I mean, she was not, you know, she had to walk and there's nothing wrong with this, but I think it just probably lowers your chance. And I'm not citing any research here, but <laughs> probably lowers your chance of needing to um, have support as you walk when you get older. Yeah. Um, the balance piece um, and strength. I mean, um, muscular strength is incredibly important um, and core strength. Yeah. Um, and yoga gives, can give you all of that depending on the type that you do. And I want to talk a little bit about that. There's a lot of different types. It's accessible to everybody yeah. and no matter what's going on with your body, um, or your life. Um, and yes, I don't know if that really answers. Yeah. I mean, question, I, and but... I think that, so I would just add to that, mm-hmm. you, you know, I think that as women and, you know, most of the people who listen to our show are going to mm-hmm. be women. I think as women, as we get older, you know, our muscle mass decreases naturally, unless we're combating that our right. muscle mass is, is going to decrease in a significant way yes. and pretty quickly after we turn 40. Yeah. So I think yoga is a great way to, for me, like I really don't enjoy uh, strength training with with weights. <laughs> I, I sometimes do it, but I don't really enjoy it. But I really enjoy yoga. And that's, yes. you know, using your body weight is still resistance training. And yeah. it still maintains your muscle mass. And your and your bone health, too. Right. It can help prevent osteoporosis, osteopenia, osteoporosis. For right. sure. I'm with you on that, though. Like I'm on the same page. I used to strength train because I thought I had to. Um, and now I just I, – I do yoga because I, I love it. And yeah. it, I, it's all – part of the package, you know, like you can do, I'll do a strong yoga practice. And I'm like, that's strength training. That's enough for me. Right. So, right. Well, yeah. I, I do like a barbell. I love lifting weights. <laughs> yeah. I love lifting heavy weights, but I definitely love yoga because of the flexibility that it gives me. Right. And, you know, I don't, compliment. I don't know where I saw this, but I know like you know, with my mom, when she got really ill, the the reason that she was unable to have surgery was because she would not be able to walk. Right. And as you get older, your mortality rate increases with your inability to be flexible and yes. to be mobile. Yeah. Um, mobility, so, that's another piece. Yeah, yeah. So I can see how uh, yoga, yoga is helpful in that. Definitely. Yeah. And you said that you're not citing research, but there is actually really good research is, out there. Actually, yeah. Sure. About, um, about how yoga and Tai Chi and balance focused exercises can help reduce the chance of falls. Oh, and yeah. falls are one of the number one killers of older adults. Yes. So I think if we, as we incorporate these kind of practices into our 
normal routine mm-hmm. and, and we make it part of our life. You know, I think one of the things that I love about your story and how you incorporate yoga into your life is it's part of your life. Yes. It's not like you go to the gym and you exercise and you do that for 20 minutes a day, you know, three times or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, this is just part of your life. And I, one of the things I love about yoga is that you can do it anywhere. You and can. you mm-hmm. talked about different kinds of yoga. So mm-hmm. you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to add really quick about the physical part. It has helped me become very connected to my body mm-hmm. and to listen to my body. And that carries over into oh, for sure. life and all always, Yeah, you know, I mean, just it's, it's really helped me establish and, and strengthen, strengthen that connection. It helps me do that every single day for sure. Um, but so yeah, going to the different types and I, I think one of the main reasons I want to talk about this is because a lot of the times when people ask me about yoga, they're like, oh, I wouldn't be good at it, or I'm not good at it, or I can't do that, or, you know, it's too expensive. Like, there's all these barriers, and I just want people to know that there is a type of yoga for them, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's no such thing as being good at yoga. I hear that, too. Also, with meditating, there's no such thing as being a good meditator. No one is a good meditator. (laughs) We all have human minds, right? Right. Like, there's no such thing, like, as being good at yoga or meditating. But anyway, so there's... And, like, who's who's judging? Right? Right. Exactly. That's not not the point. Yeah, Yeah. it's not the point. None of us are good meditators. (laughs) Um, So... There's lots of different kinds of yoga. I love all of them. Um, and I'm not going to talk about traditions because that's a whole other thing. And that will that could be an entire episode in itself. But I'll just talk about kind of basic types. Mm-hmm. So there's gentle yoga, which is kind of like this yummy, like um, roll around on your mat type yoga. Just kind of just like loosening up your joints and um, just... I don't know. It's just really juicy and, and yummy. I love that you yeah. called it yummy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it juicy. Is, it is like it feels like that though. I do a little bit that a little bit of that every morning when I get out of bed. It's just a great way to wake your body up, even when you're going to bed, because it just kind of like, um, just kind of helps you wind down and relax. But like what's an example of some yoga? Yummy yoga. <laughs> so like I will get on my mat um, in the morning and just kind of you know, your body's stiff when you get out of bed. So I'll mm-hmm. just like roll around, like I'll just, I'll do some like happy baby and rock from side to side. Um, I'll do some hip circles. Happy I'll baby. Is that my... where you're like laying on your back and you're holding your feet? Yes. Yeah, so you separate your, your legs, bend your knees and you hold your feet, either the outer mm-hmm. edges of, or the inner edges of your feet. And you kind of gently pull them down. Um, and so gentle yoga is about slow, fluid movements, nothing static at all. So you're moving, but it's very slow and, and gentle. That's why it's called gentle. Um, I'll do, you know, like some neck rolls and just waking up your joints, wrist circles, ankle circles, um, rocking from side to side, rocking front and back, um, side stretching, like fluid side stretching, hmm. um, cat and dog, which is like where you, um, where you lift, you know, you're on your um, hands and knees and you like lift your um, gaze and you drop your stomach down to the ground. Oh, okay. And then sort you of curl arching into your, your back. Cat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You curl into your cat um, with the crown of your head down towards the ground. So that's um, one type of yoga is the gentle. And then there's restorative, which kind of sounds like gentle, but it's not. It's where you hold poses for a very long time and you have props. So like a bolster, it's like a big, almost like a body pillow. Um, and blankets and straps and blocks and all that good stuff. It is the practice that really helps you, um, be still, or it is a still practice. So it's kind of like you're forced to be still. So it's kind of harder mentally for a lot of people, myself included, Mm -hmm. but it really helps your mind to quiet. That's what I find the practice that helps my mind quiet the most because your body is really, really still. So your mind has to kind of, when your body is still, your mind will follow suit. 
So your mind will be loud when you're in these, these it doesn't like to be still, right? So it'll mm-hmm. be loud, but then the longer you stay in the pose, your, your mind will just start to let go, let go, let go. Sometimes it's better than, than others. But <laughs> And so with that, it's the typical poses you're just it's the same kind of poses but you're just holding them for longer than you would normally yes there's a lot of different restorative poses but the main ones are or the most common ones I would say are like child's pose with a bolster underneath your body Mm -hmm. um it's uh let's see there's like um a spinal twist um laying on your bolster I love the bolster and restorative poses um and uh like supported fish pose. It's kind of hard to explain what those poses look like, Mm -hmm. but um, I'll give some resources for people so they can see. Um, And then uh, there's vinyasa and like stronger practices, which are more um, of the strengthening practices. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes they're a little bit quicker. Sometimes they're holding the poses longer, which is where you really build the strength in the poses. So that's like your warriors, your warrior one, warrior two, warrior three, sun salutations, um, that are more like lunges and squat type yes. activities. Yeah, yeah using <laughs> your bigger muscles. Yes. And so it's like vinyasa sounds like such a beautiful word, but I feel like that's the type of practice that you did with us at the office. And I, did I was like, like a I was vinyasa. sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is one. Of, it's, yeah, vinyasa is like. Get you, the blood pumping. Definitely. And also, it's just, it's very like, oh, yeah, like my body is so strong. Like, yeah. that's what I love about that practice. It's just, it just helps you remember the strength of your body. Um, so that's just kind of like an, a very general nutshell of the different types of yoga and I know I'm probably leaving something out but that's just (laughs) what I can think of right now I think that's a great overview and you said you know that you feel like there's a yoga practice for everybody yes and I love that and I agree completely so if somebody has maybe there's somebody listening who's never ever done yoga but is interested is Mm -hmm. is open to trying it how would you suggest that they start so I think it I think the best way is to go to a studio to start if you've never done it. um, And there's a lot of studios that have new student packages that are very, very budget friendly. I mean, a lot of them are like 30 bucks for a a month of yoga, which is is really good. If that's still out of your budget, you can go online and there's, I mean, you can YouTube and there's so many awesome yoga teachers out there. Make sure that they're certified and um, they are part of the yoga Alliance. Um, How will they know that? Um, they should look on their website and see if, if that, it's not, if it's not on their website, then they probably aren't um, okay. c- certified. But I, I think most of the yoga teachers on there that have, uh, yoga channels are actually certified. Yeah. Um, so, and I would add to this, yes. I would just add that, you know, if you aren't sure about your physical readiness then yes, and it, you've, oh, if you've got course. any sort of condition where maybe you have some limitations, yes. Then start with your physician. Make sure that you're safe to <laughs> yeah. do this kind of activity. I mean, I think yoga, I agree with you that anybody can do it and it can be modified so that anyone can practice. Mm-hmm. But if you've got some limitations or you've been injured or you have a back issue especially, talk to your doctor. Just make sure you're clear and then and then pursue this as, you know, something if you're interested. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and there's there's chair yoga too. Um, mm, if that's you're not a great able to get on yeah, the floor. Absolutely. Um, that's a great option for sure. Um, and then also I wrote down a couple of resources, yoga glow. If you, um, are not wanting to go to a studio right away and just kind of, um, 
give yoga a try, Yoga Glow. It's Yoga G L O, and they have a free trial for a month, and they are their classes like legit yoga classes on there that you can watch from your computer. Oh, um, so, so it's like a, a like a subscription. Yes. Okay. But like I said, it's it's free the first month, so that's oh, a good. great way to try out yoga. For I'm gonna a month. try that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm trying and that too. <laughs> you know for sure that they're te- actual teachers because they're they're teaching actual yoga classes on your screen, uh-huh. and there's also meditations on there as well. Um, and meditation. I just want to say that you don't need to meditate for 30 minutes. You know, you can meditate for one minute. Like if you're just Mm -hmm. starting out, you can, that's, that's, that's a good place to start. You can meditate for one and then two and then five, you know, and just kind of work your way up. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a huge barrier for people as far as they just don't, don't think they have time. Yeah. You know, and you do, you do because you have one minute. Yeah. You know. And I would, so I would say that for me, the, um, my experience with meditation and I've had lots of different experiences with meditation and, and there are a couple that I think are my favorites. Yes. One is, um, is the first one and probably the primary one and the one that I do now most is, is really sort of a prayer, a meditation and prayer and really focusing on getting still and quiet with God. You know, I think that, um, you know, people, a lot of people, when they think about prayer, it's like, I'm talking to God, I'm praying by talking to God, but if all, yeah, if all, (laughs) if all we do is talk to God, then we're not going to hear from God, you know, because we Mm -hmm. have to be quiet in order to hear what he has to say to us. So for me, that meditation and the Bible's full of examples of meditation and comments about meditating on his word and being quiet and still before the Lord. And so for me, that's really where meditation in my life has made a huge difference. Yeah, there's a lot of different forms of meditation. Yeah. I think some people think meditation and they think of like, you know, like being on a cushion, um, you know, in a cave somewhere, you know, I mean, <laughs> like, you, you know, it can be a part of your life, like what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. 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 I use an app called everyone. Headspace. Yes. And so oh, yeah. that yeah. app has really taught, taught me how to meditate and what meditation is going to help me with and what, um, what to do. And then it got, it's a guided meditation. So mm-hmm. it guides me through the process and, you know, there's a point in there where they're quiet and then they start to bring you back out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also SOS meditation. So there's times I get pretty anxious sometimes and I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack. I can hit the SOS button and it's a three minute meditation and that's it just awesome. quiets. That's in the Headspace everything. app? It's in the Headspace oh, app. Oh, that's awesome. SOSs. And it's like three, what's going on right now? You know? <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm going to, I can't breathe click this button and it just three minutes and it's done. I can walk out of my office and go downstairs and just sit for three minutes in my car and I'm fine. I feel much better. So yeah, there's very, there's a lot of different ways to to do it. I think the other one for me, and this was maybe the way that I was introduced to meditation for the first time was through breath work Mm -hmm. and really, you know, using breath to bring my awareness to myself and to quiet my mind, you know, and I think, you know, there's actually some really good research around the impact of meditation and breath work on our blood pressure, Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. reducing our blood pressure. And that's the SOS deal, right? So if you're in the middle of a fight or flight response, right? We feel like we have to do something. For no reason, because I just dropped my pencil. Yeah, like, It I mean, turns on your parasympathetic nervous system. Yes. That's what it does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Deepening, just deepening your breath yeah. and fo- following it in and out. That's my favorite way. Yeah. Favorite form of meditation yeah. is just following my breath. Yeah. Just keep coming back to the breath. Every time my mind starts to go away, which it will, I'm like, oh, there's a thought. Okay. Coming back to my breath. Yes. You know, there's thought. Come yeah. Back. Sometimes I have to do it just constantly. Yeah. Some days it's, it's some days it's less, some days it's more. It just depends. It varies. 
I think um, Andrew Weil has a, a CD uh, and I have it actually, and I, I've had it for like 10 years. And it was the way that I began to first incorporate breath work into my life. And this concept of understanding that I can, you know, breathing is, is an unconscious thing, right? Mm-hmm. Our body breathes all the time. Yes. But when we take control of our breath, we become aware of those things. And I think that nobody realizes, or at least I never realized how shallow I breathe mm-hmm. normally. Like we just take these necessary breaths constantly, yes. but they're really shallow. Mm-hmm. And then when we suddenly begin to take a deep breath, mm-hmm. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. And then let that out. And it's like your body's like, oh my gosh, there's so much more oxygen. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think our muscles relax, and then all of a sudden, wow, I feel better. I'm less stressed. You're I'm present. You're present. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you didn't even know that you weren't. Yeah. It's an incredible thing, I think, and you can do it anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. You don't even need the app, but the app works. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever works for you. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's so mm-hmm. many different ways. Absolutely. Well, you've given us some great resources, and I know you may have some more. So we'll make sure that those are on the um, on the show notes for the show. Okay. Um, and we're getting close to time to wrap up, Caroline. But I wanted to say, is there anything else that you wanted to share with um, our listeners today? Um, I just I just want everyone to know that again. I'll reiterate reiterate this: yoga and meditation, yoga and or meditation, they go really well together. But you know. Um, they can be, they're accessible to everybody, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and it, and there's no such thing as being a good yogi or a good meditator. So That's awesome. I think that's great information and encouragement. So wherever you are, I think that you can access this um, practice and incorporate it into your life. And if you choose not to, that's fine too. But I think it's it's been helpful for me. And I think for all of us, it's been something that we've enjoyed. And, um, and so if people have questions, they can find you on social media. Yeah. Um, so I am on Instagram, um, the whole Yogi RD, and that's also my website too. Um, the whole Yogi RD.com. And then I'm on Facebook just as, um, Caroline, uh, Caroline Young Bearden is my, um, professional Facebook account. Um, and then I will, I do have resources, but y'all just have that in yeah, the we'll put them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, Definitely. Great. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, Caroline, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been great to have. And so hopefully like we've like five minutes after the show and we're going to do a little bit of (laughs) a little bit of restorative yoga with with Caroline. We're going to put her to work. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Not kidding. (laughs) Well, um, Dee, as always, thank you so much for all of your work and helping make the podcast possible and you're just my my favorite girlfriend to do this with. <laughs> and, um, of course, we always end the show with the very same question every time. What is the one thing you're going to do to be healthier today? So today, as I was putting on my makeup brush makeup this morning, I thought, when was the last time I cleaned these brushes? <laughs> because, like, my makeup wasn't going on very well. And I had been really good about doing it at least, you know, once every one or two weeks and I can't remember the last time I actually had time to clean my brushes so I'm cleaning makeup brushes this afternoon oh my goodness that is like (laughs) yeah that is something I haven't thought about in um I don't even know how long (laughs) I've done it I've done it yeah ever but I haven't done it recently it absolutely changes the way that your makeup applies plus hello sanitary yeah (laughs) what about you Caroline anything you've got on the agenda yeah um I'm gonna laugh a lot today (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what 
I'm doing. <laughs> I love that. I love That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So for me, I mean, you know, this seems like a broken record for me is like getting my steps in. But y'all, I am absolutely obsessed with 10,000 steps and I'm not regularly getting there. So I'm going to get my steps in today and feel really good about that. So thanks again for being part of the show. We're so glad that you tuned in today and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Bye y'all. Bye. Hey girls, this is Sherry again. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and take a minute to write a review. It really helps other people find the show. And if you enjoy the content, share it with your favorite girlfriends. Dee and I want this to be an opportunity for you to be part of the conversation. So we're adding an Ask the Dietitian feature. To do that, we need your questions. Please send those to us at southernfriedgirlfriends at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear your questions and comments. Thanks again for being part of this journey with us.